Hello. Hello. We want to say hello to everybody watching online, watching uh, San Ysidro, East County, North County, all the microsites. Let's give them a hand out there. God bless y'all. God bless you. Let's, um, let's get on our knees. And while we are on our knees, if you can look to the person next to you and ask them two questions. Number one, were they on time today? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And number two, two questions in one. Number two, have they been praying 15 minutes a day? Mm-hmm. Now we can uh, all repent as we pray. <laughs> Lord, I just uh, pray for forgiveness for all the late people <laughs> and all the people who aren't praying. Lord, we uh, just thank you for today. We thank you for peace. Lord, we pray for um, believers around the world, especially the Middle East, who are being killed for their faith. We have such a privilege to live here in this country where we can worship openly for now. But we have brothers and sisters who cannot. I pray that we honor them at least by taking advantage of the freedoms we have. And I pray that you would stir our hearts to pray that we would live what if lives and what if we really did what you said. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Suck it, suck it now. Uh, next week, we are having a ministry fair. We have 180 ministries in all of our campuses, and every campus is going to have uh, booths with people to sign you up for ministries to help people around San Diego. I want to encourage you to be praying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Being involved in ministry is not a rock thing or an option. It's something that Christ has called us all to be uh, uh, doing the work of the ministry. Our job is, as uh, pastors is to encourage you and train you for the work of the ministry and encourage you to do that. But the only way people are going to get the help that God wants them to help get is if all the people who have Christ living in them allow Christ to minister through them. And so next, uh, you can go on our website, look at all the ministries we have. And if, you, if there's one on there, one not on there that, that you feel a passion for, next week we can sign you up and you can start it. We can help you start it if God calls you to do that. So, uh, but next week, I want you to come next week and be ready to go visit some of the booths and sign up and then get, get, get started. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's see your Bibles. One more. My bad. One more time. Say word. Very good. Turn to Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. Old Testament. So three weeks ago, I dedicated my grandson, Miles Spencer McPherson, here. He's, he was at the time three months old. And we dedicated him at the 12 o'clock service, so I, I rode home in the car with him. He has a car, he drives, and he, he drove me home uh, <laughs> after the service. Actually, we were sitting in the back seat, and he's in the car seat facing backwards, and I'm obviously facing forward, so he's kind of facing me. And he talked to me the whole way home. 
The whole way home, he's like, it's like you're speaking in tongues. Oh, how cute. So I would, you know, go back. I would say that back to him. And then I would lay my head back because I was tired. And then I look back and he's just in the car seat looking at me, waiting for me to look back at him. And then he goes, and I, I so bad wanted to know what he was trying to say because he's trying to say something. He's not just going out. He's, he's actually expressing something in, you know, the sermon was good. You know, I, I don't know. Are we going to in and out Yeah, well, I don't know what he was trying to say. And, and every time he, I see him, it's the same thing. He, and I'm the only one he does this to. He doesn't do this to anybody, his parents, nobody else. He just does this to me. And um, uh, what if you could talk to God? What if you could have a conversation with God? You can. It's called prayer. So we're going to talk about that today. I want to do a little review. If you look in your notes from last week, we talked about how much Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed all the time. Okay, we're just going to review it. I'm just going to, I, don't, I don't know if it's in your plan, but let me just review it. He prayed with fervent prayers. He prayed when he was baptized. He prayed early in the morning. He prayed in lonely places. He prayed all night. He prayed with his disciples. He fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. He prayed to deliver demons from people, heal people, blind, heal them blind, the mute, the crippled, raise the dead. He prayed when he was arrested. He prayed when he was crucified. And he, before he was crucified, while he was being crucified, and he prayed when he died. If Jesus prayed all the time, which the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, we'll look at that verse in a minute. If Jesus prayed all the time and you don't, do you think you're better than Jesus? Do you know why he was doing that? One, he was getting strength. But two, he was, he was uh, showing us he is how you do this. If I'm going to pray and I need to pray, pray. And when he prayed with his disciples, he said, pray that you don't fall into temptation. And then he would go pray. 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 Now, I've been asking you to pray 15 minutes. It's not just during this series. This is just the beginning of your life of prayer. That you would pray. That you would really learn how to pray and learn how to uh, uh, not just go, uh, and, and not, or hear that and not know what it is, but that you would have a conversation with God. Okay, so let's look at your notes. Number one, prayer is two-way communication. From your spirit to God who's a spirit. Everyone say two-way communication. This is very important for you to understand. Prayer is communication between you and God back and forth. It is not you simply saying stuff and then saying amen. That's not, I mean, you could say you're praying, but prayer the way God intended it for it to be two-way. When my grandson was goo goo ga ga and me. I couldn't communicate with him. There was a wall. Now, I could tell he was trying to say something to me because you know, his eyes were gleaming and he was just, you know, just so calm and da da da. But I, I, didn't, I wasn't getting it. I didn't know what he was, I, I don't even know if he knew what he was trying to say. I don't know what's in his mind, but he was actually trying, he was like, and he was going tones and, and, and this and that. Prayer is you communicating to God and God communicating to you. 
God, what God has to say to you, this may be a surprise to you. What God has to say to you is way more profound and important than what you have to say to him. Look what it says in Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3. It says, call to me and I will tell you great and mighty things you don't know. How many of you by a show of hands have some things that you don't know that you would like to know about anything? Oh, here's God. God's saying, call to me. Call to me and I'll tell you great and mighty things you don't know. So if God is telling you that and you have great and mighty things you need to know. And by the way, there are some great and mighty things you don't even think you need to know that he wants to tell you. In other words, he wants to tell you some cool stuff that you won't even ask because it's just not even in your universe to even be thinking about. Like plans for your future that he has that, you've, that have never entered into your mind. Things that you think are going to happen. I'm going to be in this job forever. And God says, no, you're not. I'm going to be in this relationship forever. No, you're not. That's the person I'm going to marry. No, it's not. Or well, that's the person you're never going to marry. And, and God says, oh, yes, it is. God, him, oh, he's going gonna, gonna, to lose weight. I'm getting ready to get him in the gym membership. He's going to get a handful. He's going to be good. Just, just give me a year, but that's the guy. <laughs> great and mighty things. So when you pray to God, you want to wait for the great and mighty things because newsflash, what you're saying to him is not great and mighty. Here he knows it. But what he has to say to you is great and mighty so in your 15 minutes, listen. One of the reasons I told you and encouraged you to spend 15 minutes with God just listening and just saying, God, I love you and listening. Because if you can learn to listen and understand the goo goo gagas of God, and what do they sound like? A whisper in your heart. It sounds like your conscience. It's going to sound like this. Hey, uh, I want you to go take that job. Hey, uh, I want you to go call your mom. Hey, I want you to go to 10 o'clock service. Hey, I want you to move to Texas. Okay, God, let's back up, okay. <laughs> Take the job, go to 10 o'clock service, move to Texas. Yeah, that's how it sounds. That's, hey, 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 Miles, I want you to leave that church and go start a church. Okay. That's, he's not going he's, he's to put a light on because it's a big deal. He's going to tell you these little things and then he's going to see what you're going to do. Two-way communication. Call to me and I will tell you great and mighty things you do not know. What's the next point in your, in your notes? Next point in your notes is that prayer is done with God, not as much to God. This is very important for you to know. A lot of times people pray to God. And what I mean by that is just you just talking to him. God this, God that, God this, God that, do this. I don't want it this. How come you didn't do this? You're complaining. Amen. That's, I mean, you may call that prayer. God is like, can, can I talk now? But let's, let's pray together. Now, not only is it two-way communication with God, we're having a conversation. It's even more profound than that. You are praying along with the Holy Spirit. We're going to see in a minute. Well, turn, turn right now to, to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, New Testament, the sixth book, number six in the New Testament, Romans chapter 8. This is a pretty cool verse. 
Romans chapter 8, verse 26. The Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf. <laughs> You're walking around, Mr. Magoo, don't know anything about what's going on in your life, just kind of bumping into stuff, and the Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf according to the will of God. Remember we talked about thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? We talked about praying the will of God. The Holy Spirit is praying the will of God on your behalf. Look what it says. It says in verse 26, chapter 8 of Romans, likewise the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf according to the will of God in your life. And the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God and he knows God's mind for your life. You want to pray with him. You don't want to be out there by yourself just saying just stuff. You want to say, Holy Spirit, guide my prayer to be in agreement with your prayer. Show me what the will of God is for my life. I want to pray what you want me to pray. If God is, and if God is wanting you to take that job and you're praying for that job, guess what's going to happen? Nothing good. In other words, God may say, okay, I'll give you that job, but it ain't going to work out. And you're there two, three, four, five years miserable, and you finally say, okay, God, whatever you want, you end up where he wants. You could have saved yourself a lot of time. How many of you have been in a relationship where you look back on it and say, man, I could have saved a lot of time not dating that person. <laughs> Amen. So, ladies, when the brother comes up and says, hey, girl, what's your name? Start praying. <laughs> Lord Jesus, speak to me now. Speak to me now. Please, please. For real. And you're going to hear, and some of you go, look, God, how come, how come you didn't save me for that person? And God's going to say, I told you. You don't remember when you met him and he drove to your house and he was on the phone with his other girlfriend? And I told you, don't let him in. And you let him in. And when you saw him at Vaughn's and I said, don't give him your number and you gave him your number by the potatoes. I told you don't, don't, over, don't, don't buy the potatoes, so you disobey him by going to the potatoes in the first place. <laughs> then you disobey him by giving him his number. And every little sign away, I was trying to tell you, stop, 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 run, 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 don't answer the phone, and you kept, you kept disobeying me. Pray. Some of you are in relationships, whether it be dating, job, uh, financial, you're on a team, you're going to a club, whatever, and you just, it's just not right. It just, it just doesn't feel right. That's, that, that's God. He's not going he, to open the heavens up and, and throw a lightning bolt on your head. He's just going to go, mm-mm. Do you know that? Mm, you ever feel that? Mm-mm. When that happens, you know what you do? You wait. Step back. Eh. Eh. I was offered a job last year. <laughs> it's funny. I was offered a job. A different job than this. It, wasn't, it was a different job than this, but it wasn't a job to take the place of this. It was a job, in a, a job in addition to this. And they sent this contract to me, and I went, eh, eh. Because it was, it, 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 was, it was in conflict. Eh. 
It was an opportunity, but it wasn't my opportunity. God, what do you want? Nah. And it wasn't ever, never going to take the place of this. I wasn't leaving. It was just something to supplement this, to build on this. That was my intent. At least when they came to me, I said, that's the only way I can do it. But it was, eh, just, Lord, what? And if you prayed and listened, and Holy Spirit, show me. You know what the Bible says in John chapter 17? That Jesus prays for you. He's praying that your joy would be full. He's praying that you would be one with the Father. He's praying that the Father would keep you from the evil one. Those are good prayers. Well, if Jesus is praying for you, the Holy Spirit is praying for you, you want to pray with them. And you want to be in, 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 in unity with them. Show me what the will of the Father is. That's why our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done. I want to know what that is. Lord, what do you want for me? Because there's no way I'm going to accomplish anything against your will that's going to be, any, it's going to be profitable. So tell me. That's why you have to learn to listen to a small, still voice in your heart. All of us have tons of decisions we make every day. Father, show me. When you go to In-N-Out, you have a number one, a number two, a protein style, well done, sauce, mustard, all these decisions. Father, show me. <laughs> and you may, hear, you may hear a voice say, don't eat any of it. Just go home. And if you get it, don't get the bread because the bread is too, it's not good for you. Just eat protein style. But I like the bread. It's not about what you like. What's the will of the Father? <laughs> next one, next one, next one, next one in your notes. Um, prayer, C, prayer is finding out what God wants to do and asking him to do it. Oh, boy. Remember thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Lord, what do you want to do or what are you already doing? In Jesus' name, I ask you to do it. What does that mean? God shows you a person and you're thinking, should I, should I go over and pray for that person? They may be sick. They may be hear the gospel. They may be crying and need someone to encourage them. Lord, do you want me to encourage them? Do you want them to be encouraged now through me? Lord, encourage them. God, John chapter 5. Let me read this. Turn to John chapter 5. I'll show you what I mean. Jesus was all man and all God. And as a man, he did things that we can do, like pray, like trust in the Holy Spirit, like fast. And look what it says in John chapter 19, 5, verse 19. He's going to tell us that he prayed so he can know what the Father was doing and that he would only do what he saw the Father doing. We all want to be in agreement with the Father. And look what it says in verse 19, chapter 5, John 19. This is Jesus talking. Most assuredly I say the Son, this is Jesus talking, the Son or I can do nothing of myself but what I see, or he says what he sees, referring to himself, what he sees the Father do for whatever the Father does, the Son does in like manner. Father, show me what you are doing. Show me what you want. And then I'm going to ask you to do it. I want to do what you're doing. This is not about me doing it. That's why when you hear people praying for people who are sick or whatever, it's not them ever. It's the Father. You don't think God can heal somebody? He prayed the heavens and the earth. Watch any, sh any 
Animal Planet Discovery Channel thing on nature. Don't believe, all oh, that's an accident, as beautiful, as magnificent it is. Just know God did it. God did it. And so, Father, show me what you're doing in my life. God is, well, let's keep reading. Look what it says in verse 19. I'll read it again. Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father doing. For whatever he does, the son does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that he, they may marvel, that you may marvel. Uh, the father is showing Jesus what he's doing. Father, show me what you're doing. When I was on vacation in August, I had this two-week period where the last two weeks I was out of town and I was having these powerful mornings with God, well, all day, but it started in the morning, where he was just burning in my heart the kingdom of God. Burning. Fire. We just sang it. Fire. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is king's domain where the king has control and influence. The kingdom of God is in you if you have Christ in you. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And he was telling me clear as day, kingdom of God, San Diego. Kingdom of God, San Diego. I was like, okay, God. Okay, God. Kingdom of God, San Diego. So I've been calling pastors since I've been back. Can we get together? I want to talk about the kingdom of God in San Diego. And these pastors have been telling me, God's telling me the same thing. God, God, God. So, so what my point is that, okay, God is doing something. I got to follow that. I got to follow that. Father, show me what you're doing and I'm going to ask you to do it. I don't want to make something up in my head. Now, I will ask you what I want, but what I want, I want to be your will. So tell me what I should want. What is your desire? I don't want, and I'm married, so this doesn't apply to me, but I don't want to date that person if you want me to date that person. I don't want that job if you want that job for me. I want to know what you want for me. Amen? This is prayer. So when you, when you, when you, when you, when you get down to pray, it's so much of it you're receiving from God. <laughs> And agreeing with God and acknowledging that the Spirit is praying on your behalf. The Son is praying on your behalf. You're not by yourself. And the work is, Lord, I just want to surrender and know what you want from me. That's, it, it, it's not you forcing God with your eloquence and your power and your passion to do something. No, you are agreeing. Now, you do have passion because it's exciting. But you're praying in agreement with God. Look what, look what the next one says. The next one says, oh, we already looked at that prayer is assisted by the Holy Spirit. We are commanded to and encouraged to pray. Let me just read that one to you. It says, 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. You know what that means? You know what without ceasing means? It means all the time. It means when you get up before you open your eyes, Father, thank you for today. It means when you're getting dressed, Father, what do you want me to wear? Lord, is, is that too sexy? Yeah, you need to take that back. <laughs> I don't know what you would think when you bought that one. <laughs> one of the rare times I took my daughter shopping, uh, she saw a dress and she started to have a seizure. 
and forgive me if you're prone to seizures, but she was like, ah, 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 I need, I'm not saying that's a seizure, but it just, you know, she, she started to have a, uh, uh, she, she started shaking, and I have to have it, I have to have it. And I grabbed her and said, I took her outside, I said, breathe. <laughs> breathe. I can't remember why I brought that up. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Here's why. Because you will, have, you will be all throughout the day having these experiences and wanting to make decisions, pray. Lord, do you really want me to have that? Do you really want me to say that? Do you really want me to go there? A friend of mine um, has a sex addiction. And he was in therapy. And in his therapy, one of the things he had to do was not drive down certain streets in the city where there were porn shops. So I got to believe he's driving, getting ready to turn on that street. And the, vo- the Holy Spirit says, don't turn left. Go the long way. This is praying without ceasing, listening, listening all the time. Lord, guide me. He will adjust you all day. That happens. And you will start to hear the small, still voice all throughout your day guiding and directing your decisions, your emotions, your reactions to things. Oh, so beautiful. Next one. Prayer doesn't change God's purposes, but it does change his actions. Turn to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. God's purpose for you is that you would walk with him, that you would love him, that you would be a witness for him. He's given you gifts and talents which are irrevocable. He wants to use those gifts in accordance to his, uh, uh, his sovereignty. If he's called you to be evangelist and you want to be an administrator, it ain't going to happen. If he's called you to be an administrator and you want to be an evangelist, it ain't going to happen. And so his purpose for you is not going to change, but his actions will be by prayer. And it says in John chapter four, uh, James chapter 4, it says, verse 1, James 4, 1, where do wars and fights come from? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? In other words, where, where does anger and frustration and bitterness come from? It's when you don't get your way. Ha! Listen to me. This is so important. How many of you have had bad things happen in your life? Okay, very good. You want to know how to minimize the bad things? A bad thing is when it's something that happens that you don't like or something that happens that you don't want to happen. You know how you can minimize the bad in your life? Don't want anything. For real. A lot of people put too many requirements on other people and situations to please them. If I don't get this, if it's not this way, if it's not this way, I'm not going to. Why don't you remove all that and say, God, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Because if you walk around with all these requirements, just like you do with God. God, I'm not going to serve you unless you do this. I'm not going to go to church unless you do this. I'm not going to bring my Bible unless you do this. I'm not going to. God's like, where did all these conditions come from? I thought you were a servant. So it says, where do wars and fights come from? From your desire, from pleasure. And when people don't do what you want, you get mad at them as though they're supposed to do what you want. Instead of saying, God, I just trust you. You have so much less stress in your life. 
But look what it says. It says, you lust and do not have. Lust is just a strong desire. It's not necessarily sexual. It's a strong desire to have something that doesn't belong to you. You murder and covet and cannot contain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. One of the reasons you don't have stuff from God that God wants you to have is because you haven't asked him. Yes, I did. You don't know what I do in the morning. <laughs> Who are you to say I don't ask? I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Okay, I'm not saying, I don't, I don't know your, your business, but it says you don't have because you don't ask. And then it says, for all of you who say you ask and still don't have, you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your own pleasure. In other words, you ask with the wrong attitude. When you were a kid, and if you have kids, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mommy, I want ice cream. Mom, don't give that kid ice cream. That kid needs to go to this room, stand in the corner. How many of y'all stood in the corner? How many of you don't know what standing in the corner means? Oh, man, you need to do this. This is really good for kids. Okay. Oh, I better not say I'm going to get the child protective service coming up. Well, I'll tell you what my dad did. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. But it's really harmless. He would make us stand in the corner of the room. So my, I would be in this corner, my brother would be in that corner, and my other brother would be in that corner, and my sister's friends would come in the house, and we'd all be standing in the corner. <laughs> and she's like, what's up with your brothers? Oh, they're in trouble. <laughs> One kid would say, Mommy, I want ice cream. And, no, no, you don't get ice cream. Another kid would say, Mommy, can I please have some ice cream? I finished all my dinner. Oh, you get the whole gallon. <laughs> I can give you two spoons. You can eat both hands at the same time. Sometimes you don't have because you haven't asked. And God would have told you. God, how come you didn't save me from this decision? You didn't ask me. You just did it. And then you asked later. You know that saying, uh, don't ask permission, ask forgiveness or whatever. It's better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. In other words, you do something and they say, oh, my bad, but you did it anyway because you were just being devious. It don't work like that with God. If you say, God, I'm going to do it anyway, and you'll save me later, God says, no, I'm not going to save you. You're going to suffer as a consequence. Now, then we can move on, but you're going to suffer the consequence. Ask God before you make. God, what, do you, what should I do? Should I buy this car? Should I buy this house? And here's how God works. He may say no, and you're going to say why. He says, I'm not going to tell you. You have to trust me. That's where it gets sticky. Well, I don't like that. It's not about you liking it. It's about you being obedient. God is God. We're not on the same level as God. Don't you know that? You know we're on a different level, right? I was on, a, I was on an aircraft carrier years ago with a, with a three-star admiral, and I'm not in the military, but y'all know three-star admiral. And we're walking through the ship. We spent the night. We threw, flew onto the ship, spent the night on the ship, and flew back. And the, we had dinner with the admiral with about 10 of us. And the admiral told his master chief, when we have dinner, do not, he didn't know me, we didn't know each other, do not sit that guy, me, next to him because he saw I was a pastor. <laughs> sit him away from me. This is a true story. So I go to the house right here. He was at the time living in Coronado. And then we flew into the ship uh, out in the ocean. And he got saved and coming to church here. And we were like boys now. And, and he told me, I was scared of you. Well, he didn't know me, but he was just scared of, and so anyway, we're on the, we're on the, we're on the um, ship walking around everywhere we go. I was like, yeah, I like walking with this dude. I was like, hey, what's that? 
I was in Washington, D.C. A few, a few months ago, and I got, my wife and I stayed with Admiral Greenard, who is the top Navy officer in the world. He's the head of the whole Navy. And I was like, and, you know, but he was so cool. And I'm not in the military again, but he was, you know, so we were just hanging out. And I was like, so Admiral, like, what's your budget? He's like, oh, it's like $100 trillion, some crazy number. I was like, wow, it's a lot of money. He said, oh, no, it's not a lot. You know, you got 50 trillion for this and 40 trillion for this. It's not this big. It's not that big a deal. I said, Admiral, tell me something top secret. <laughs> like, you know, I won't tell anybody. I'm a pastor. I'll keep it, keep it on the down low. <laughs> so, Admiral, I, I want to come back and, like, blow something up. Can you, can you hook me up? I want to blow something up. He goes, Miles, we don't, in the Navy, we don't blow stuff up. We sink stuff. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> Those guys got authority. Okay. I can't remember why I told that story. <laughs> it had something to do with the fact that you don't have because you don't ask. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is why I just remembered. <laughs> If you're in the military, you are not on the same level as those guys. You're just not. And when you in the military are in the presence of those guys, you salute. You acknowledge. They have more juice than me. When you pray to God, you have to understand God is up there. God is up there. You know, I watched Tiger Woods play golf, especially when he was doing a lot better than he's been lately because he's been hurt. He, he hits the ball like in a tree, and he's mad. I'm like, Tiger, why are you mad? You have an out-of-the-tree shot. <laughs> uh, for real, for all y'all who watch it, I mean, he gets like in this impossible situation, and then he gets out of it all, like most of the time. That's why he's so great. God has impossible out-of-the-tree shots every day. He's never in a bind. Let's look at what it says next. Uh, John chapter 10. I found this verse last year. At least, you know, read it for the first time the way I understand it. And it was John chapter 10. The thing that makes prayer real and powerful are God's responses to prayer. In other words, if you prayed and prayed and prayed and you got nothing ever, then what are you doing? Then what's going on? There's nobody there to answer. And when I say answer, I just mean respond. Yes, no, wait, wrong question. I already told you that. Something. When God responds, he does stuff. I mean, his response is something amazing. Look what it says in John chapter 10, verse 37. Jesus says, if I don't do the works of my Father, don't believe me. Woo! Suck it, suck it down. Listen, imagine if, if your Christian faith, your relationship with God was all based on what the Father does through your life. Not your attendance in church. 
which, by the way, is a miracle for some. <laughs> Not for real. I mean, some people, y'all just are going, but some people, it's like a big deal. They've never been to church ever. But, but at some point, you got to move to the next level. But what if someone said, I want to see God in your life. And if I don't see God in your life, I don't have to believe you. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. Let's read it again real slow. He says, if I do not do the works of my Father, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. Imagine if you had to say that. If I don't do the works of the Father, don't believe me. You, need, you do have to say that. It does apply to you. If you are the son of the king and you have the power of the kingdom, and yet it's not to be seen, then what's the evidence that you are the son of the king? When the king is telling you to exercise the power of the kingdom, and he's given you the power of the kingdom, he's told you to ask for the power of the kingdom, and he's and he told you to ask for the will of the kingdom, and the Holy Spirit's praying for the will of the kingdom, Jesus is praying for the will of the kingdom, and you're praying for the will of the kingdom, and nothing happens. Something's wrong. Has to be wrong. You need to pray with expectation that God is there. And he's going to answer you in some form or fashion. He may tell you no, but pray this. But he's going to respond. Matter of fact, turn to John 14, just our last verse. John 14, it's our last verse. Then y'all got to go home. Well, you don't need to go home. You just need to get up on out of here. (laughs) 1412, it says, Jesus says, Most, this is Jesus talking, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. First, let's say, we're going to do a whole message on in his name, in Jesus' name. I'll just tell you it means way more than just saying in Jesus' name. So we'll just get that out of the way. Well, I asked in Jesus' name and I didn't get that new house. Well, all you did was throw it on the end of the prayer. That's not what that means. It's way more than that. Okay, but he's saying the things that I did, this is Jesus talking, what I did, you will do. You, do you believe that? Because if you don't believe that you could do what Jesus did, as he said, then he's a liar. And then he says, then he says, if you ask in my name, my father, look what it says. It says, um, whatever you ask in my name, verse 13, I will do that the Father may be glorified. Do you know that when God answers prayer according to his will and does things that only God can do, guess who gets the credit? God. It glorifies him. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. So here you are on your knees saying, and and you have the opportunity to pray in agreement with the Holy Spirit, to pray in agreement with Jesus, to pray in agreement to glorify the Father, uh, to pray according to the will of God. Lord, I want to know. I want to be right in your will. I want to know great and mighty things you don't know. And Lord, I want you to be glorified in the answer. That's way different than saying, dear God, bless my food. And I'm not saying you shouldn't say, dear God, bless my food, but ask for something big. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were getting ready to get thrown in the fire just because they wouldn't bow, because out of honor to God, they wouldn't bow to an idol, and they were getting ready to get thrown in the fire, God was excited. Finally, some people who were praying for something big, these guys were putting their life on the line. So he told all his angels, Gabriel, Michael, Tito, Jermaine, Latoya, get down there and save them. (laughs) So I want to... 
I want to encourage you to pray. Pray with all your heart, Lord, I want to be right in the middle of your will. And I'm going to start by spending 15 minutes listening. Goo ga ga ga. Speak to me, God. I'm going to say, I just say what I can say for now. But I want to practice. I want to get better at walking with you. I want to get better at listening to you. I want to get better at praying in agreement. I want to get better at seeing. We're going to talk about being able to see what God is doing. To know what God is doing. Let's right now bow our heads and pray. Our time is up. We're going to get you out of here. Lord God, thank you so much. Lord, may we be a praying church. I pray for all of our campuses that we would take serious the time in prayer for every day that you've set aside. I pray we would take serious coming to church on time and entering into worship from the beginning. I pray we would take it serious. And I pray next week as we have a ministry fair that you would put it on our heart to sign up and go serve so we can grow in our faith by doing and applying what we've been learning. Thank you, Lord. Our time is short, so I'm going to do our prayer different today. I'm just going to ask you to pray with me, but I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. There are some of you in here who need prayer for your health, prayer for your a family member, prayer for your salvation. I just want you, if you just say, I need prayer right now. I just need prayer. And all the campuses, just raise your hand up real high. Lord, I pray for all the people in all the campuses and the microsites who have their hands up. Lord, you know their needs. Some of them need healing. Lord, only you can heal. Jehovah Rapha, we pray you touch them. We pray you touch their family member and bring healing, alignment, kingdom alignment in their body, in their mind, in their emotions, in their hormones, in their bones, their muscles, their organs. We pray cancer-freeness. Lord, we pray by faith because we know you can do it. You do it. So we pray according to your will. Whatever the Father is doing, we ask in agreement. The Father, we ask you to do it. We pray for people's souls who need salvation. We pray that after every service they would go forward to their, to their uh, in front of the sanctuary where they are to receive prayer for salvation. But Lord, I pray for the Rock Church. I pray that we would pray, that we would make it a priority to set aside time to pray, to listen. And then all day we would listen to you and talk to you and let you guide and direct us. We are nothing without you. And when you tell us to serve, we would serve. When you tell us to pray for someone, we would pray for someone. When you tell us to give, we would give. When you tell us to share our faith, we would share our faith. When you tell us to jump, we would jump and we would ask you permission to come down. Lord, I pray we would pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, we look forward to the day when you come back and establish in full force your kingdom. But until then, we will pray. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Before you go, uh, Pastor George is going to come out here and pray for offering. We want to say goodbye to the uh, multi-sites. Come, Pastor. Pray. Pray. We want to give of our morning tithes and offerings now, and let's celebrate God for the opportunity to do that. In Genesis, it tells us that we are created in the image of God. We are designed to be like Him. And the Bible tells us that God so loved the world that He gave. It's part of God's nature to be generous. And God invites us to give, not because He wants something from us, but because He wants something for us. Because He knows that as we act like Him, we experience the reality of Him. It's so the reason we give of our tithes and offerings is because we're saying, God, I want to experience You today. I want to know you. I want to experience your generosity flowing through me. So I want to, as we pray for our tithes and offerings, I want you to just ask God as you say, God, I want to experience you. Tell me how much I should give. Just between you and me, Lord, how much do you want me to give so that I can begin to experience you in a fresh way? So let's bow our hearts as we pray for our tithes and offerings. Father, thank you for the invitation to know you for the invitation to experience the joy of participating with you in your plan to save the world. So we lift up these tithes and offerings to you this morning. We pray that you would bless them and multiply them and use them to change our community and the world. We trust you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Giving boxes are on your way out at each exit. God bless you. Our pastoral support team is down front if you need prayer for anything.